Welcome back to another episode of Birdie and the Cowboy Sports Talk. Today's episode is a very important and special one to us. We are announcing our South Carolina High School football state team. Uh, let's just go ahead and dive into it. Let me let me know your first QB. All right, for QB1, we got Trent Perriman from Daniel. What a season he had. I mean, let's just look at his statistics right quick. He threw for 2,786 yards, 35 TDs to two interceptions. I mean... What else can you say about the guy? He as a junior a, as well. Yeah, as a junior, he completed 164 passes on 210 attempts and was averaging 279 yards a game on a state-winning team. Great season. Who you got next, Brady? My next QB, QB2, is going to be Marshall's Skoloff. He had a shaky season. Uh, he missed a few games. But this kid's a baller. He, we, as we have always talked about him this year, he has that it factor. He signed with Stetson University. I'm excited to see what this kid does. Again, Marshall Skull off of side. Who's QB3? I'm looking at Will Taylor down there at Dutch Fork. What a season he had. He absolutely dominated on another state-winning team. I mean, he's, he's a two-sport athlete, but you just, can't, you just can't deny the season he had this year. And let's look at some statistics. For uh, this year, he threw for 2,237 yards for 21 TDs and four picks. And he was averaging 223 a game, which is big time in a 5A in the state of South Carolina on an undefeated team. All right, next for our running backs, I think everybody's going to expect this one. We had Willis Lane out of Camden as our running back number one. This kid's a baller. He's very motivated. He gets his team going. Willis Lane is a hard runner, too. He is small. He is only 5'8", 180, but this kid will run you over. This season, he had 1,200 yards, averaging 10 yards a carry, uh, averaging 155 a game. He had uh, 15 total touchdowns, 14 rushing touchdowns. Willis Lane is going to be running back one for our All-State team. Yeah, great season. Camden, they had a great year this year, a senior-led team, though. So, look for them to fall back a little bit next year. But next up, we got Nathaniel Harris-Wainick out of Sumter, the South Carolina walk-on. He had a great season this year. He absolutely did a lot for a Sumter team who was loaded defensively, but they weren't a slouch on offense either. So uh, we'd like to congratulate him. At number three, we have KZ Adams out of Gray Collegiate. What a great season for KZ Adams. He led this Gray Collegiate team to a pretty good season. Watch out for KZ Adams at the next level. And let's start out with our tight ends. At tight end one, we have the Alabama commit. Oh, we forgot one thing. Our fourth running back, we got a Chance Black at Dorman. He had a great season as well. Starting off for tight end, we have Robbie Oots, the Bama commit. Am I correct? Yeah, Bama, Bama commit, commit. Out of Rock Hill, South Carolina. Obviously, he's committed to uh, Bama, so he has to be good. Let's look at some stats real quick. He's a big old tight end as well, but he's very physical. Very and he's got he's as well. athletic as well. Basketball player. Robbie Oots is a baller out of Rock Hill. Rock Hill going to Alabama. Could not find stats on Robbie Oots, but congrats to Robbie Oots as being tight end number one. And number two, we got Jalil Skinner out of Greer. What else can you say about the dude? He's a baller. He's more of that little wide – he's got a wide receiver build to him, but he should look to grow at the next level. But you can't leave him off your top tight end list when you're talking about it. He's a top 100 player in the class of 2022. 6'5", 14 Division one offers. Yeah, so – Looks like he's going to be a baller at the next level. And our tight end number three, we couldn't leave this kid out. He had a great season. It's going to be Brandon Williams out of Storm Thurman. Brandon Williams is a great tight end. 
He's he's a big tight end as well. Look for him at the next level as well. Yeah, over at Wake Forest, look for him to do big things. Yes, sir. At wide receiver one, we got J.J. Jones from Myrtle Beach. What a stud. Look for him to go out there next year and fight for some early playing time in North Carolina. Sam Howell can throw him some darts. He's a big target. Doesn't miss many balls on a loaded team. Committed to North Carolina. He's going to be a beast. Next up is going to be Joshua Burrell out of Blythewood. Joshua Burrell is an absolute stud as well. No stats on him, unfortunately, but he is 6'3", 212. Not sure where he's going to college, but Joshua Burrell, he just had too, too good of a season for us not to put him in the top three. So, uh, Blythewood receiver Joshua Burrell is going to go at number two. If I'm two. not mistaken, I think he's a Florida State commit. Florida State. He's going to do big things down there in the ACC. At uh, number three, we got the Gaffney wideout, Kobe Pazor, the North Carolina commit as well. We looked the team up with J.J. Jones. But what a season he had on a Gaffney team who just absolutely dominated. He totaled, the, at the end of the year, he totaled 534 receiving yards, averaged 14.4 a catch, and he averaged 76 yards a game on five TDs. Great season. On a loaded Gaffney team, so he's not going to get all the catches. Next up, we have Adam Randall, another Myrtle Beach receiver. Adam Randall is also a stud. You know where Adam Randall's going for college? Uh, he just committed to Clemson. Just committed to Clemson. Congratulations to Adam Randall out of Myrtle Beach. Let's dive into some stats real quick. He might be better Before than JJ. Adam. Adam is 6'3", 200 pounds. So, Adam Randall's going to be a beast at Clemson if he gets to play. Watch out for Adam Randall. Fits that mold. But he's a junior, so we have to wait another year before we he's see gonna him get, He's much. probably going to get a little bigger. At number five, we have Amari Hudgens-Bruce, the Louisville commit from Dillon High School. Dillon had a down season. But that's nothing against Amari. He absolutely, he's an absolute baller. He does his thing no matter any circumstance. Look for him to continue that at Louisville and on the next level. At number six, we have Walt Waddell out of Chapman. Jalen loves Walt Waddell. This is his favorite receiver in the state, I would say. Of course, Walt Waddell goes to Chapman. He's 6'5", 6'6". Speedy guy. Can sling the rock, too. If they give him the ball and let him throw it sometimes, congratulations to Walt Waddell as being number six. Yeah, he's a big physical guy. He can do it all, man. And he's a dual sport athlete. Good baseball player as well. At number seven, we got the River Bluff wideout, Kendall Long. What a season he had. Just an absolute baller. Look for him to do big things. Well, he might not. I don't think he's committed anywhere as of now. He might try to walk on somewhere. But even if not, he had a great high school season this year. At number eight, we have a Blue Ridge player, Hunter Styles. Hunter Styles, we had to throw him in here because listen to this stat line. Hunter Styles is 5'8, 150. He's a senior this year. The kid had 830 yards, averaging eight, averaging 19 yards a catch. He averaged 118 yards a game with eight total touchdowns and two rushing. We had to put Hunter Styles in here with his stat line. He's 5'8, 150 and put up eight touchdowns and 830 yards, so congratulations to Hunter Styles from Blue Ridge as being number eight on our All-State team. At number nine, we got Fort D wideout O.J. Washington, an absolute baller. He's done big things ever since he got to Fort. Very good season the young man had this year. At number 10, we might should have ranked him higher after his all, after his state game performance this year. Not state game, after his uh, All-American game performance this year. This list was made before that, though, so... But at number 10, we have Omega Blake out of South Point. Omega Blake is a beast. I think his name goes along perfect with his play style. Omega, he's going to give you mega big plays. Congratulations to Omega Blake out of South Point. That's rounding out our top 10 for receivers. What a guy. He's a South Carolina, South Carolina commit, too. Look for him to go in and fight for a role next year. 
And our number one offensive tackle is Colin Sadler out of Greenville. What a guy this dude is. He's an absolute stud on the O-line. Not somebody you want to fight on that left side of the line, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't wish him on any on anybody. Next up. At number two, we have Jaden Collins. He's a right tackle out of Greer. Jaden Collins is committed to Wake Forest. Wake Forest is getting some studs out of South Carolina this year. Congratulations to Jaden Collins as being our number one right tackle. At number three, we got Drew Bobo at left tackle from Hammond School. He's a class 2022 guy. Looks to be about to commit to South Carolina. He's a South Carolina lean as of now, but a great season he had this year. And rounding out our offensive tackle state team, we have Kenneth Walton. He's a right tackle out of Lamar. Congratulations to Kenneth Walton as being our second right tackle. And at number one on offensive guard, it's the Arky commit, Eli Henderson out of Burns High School. What a season he had. Dominated his junior year. Look for him to come out of senior year and show why he's so highly touted nationally. At number two, we have Trevor Timmons, the right guard out of Blythewood. Trevor Timmons is an absolute stud on that offensive line, a great trenches player. Watch for Trevor Timmons to continue to do good and to get better at the next level as well. At number three, we got Avery Hewitt, the left guard out of Dillon, an absolute monster. Big guy. He's good in the block. He's good in a pass pro, and he's a good run blocker as well. And rounding out our guard team is going to be Chase Wilfong. He's a right guard out of Bluffton. Congratulations to Wilfong out of Bluffton. And our center, the NC State commit, Thornton Gentry from Chapin. He's our first-team center. Our second-team center is going to be Nick Solomon out of Spring Valley. Congratulations to those two guys as our center selections. And a defensive end, this is where it got difficult for us. Uh, there were so many good ones, especially at Sumter High School. I mean, But uh, we had Justice Boone as our strong side guy from Sumter. He's a Florida commit. He done great things this year. Look for him to continue that at the University of Florida. And our starting week side is going to be Miles Capers, also out of Sumter. Sumter had some studs at the line this year. Congratulations to Miles Capers and Justice Boone out of Sumter as our top two guys. We have two more to go, though. Yeah, and we wish Miles a lot of luck at Vandy. Very smart guy as well. And next up, we got Aries Scott out of Hillcrest. Dominated dominated this season at weak side defensive end. Look for him to do big things at the next level, potentially. And rounding out our defensive end list is going to be Chase Simmons, the strong side out of North Myrtle. Congratulations to North Myrtle as well as on their season this year. Yes, sir. And he's a coastal commit. Coastal commit. At defensive tackle, we got Georgia commit, Terrian Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney. What a season he had. He's done it since his since basically his freshman year. He's always been a monster. Uh, look for him to go do big things at the next level as well. Four-star commit out of South Carolina. That was Tyrian Ingram Dawkins. Next up, we have T.J. Sanders out of Marion. T.J. Sanders is a big old boy. He's a great defensive tackle. Congratulations to T.J. Sanders being recognized as and, our second uh, defensive He was tackle. the other guy that uh, won the award for the best player in the state game in South Carolina. Uh, T.J. Sanders went down there and put on the show. Good luck at South Carolina. At number three, we got D.J. Jackson out of Sumter. Another one of those Sumter guys who's just an absolute stud. Man, Sumter was loaded at D-line this year, how they did not go further in the playoffs, I don't know. But let's go ahead and start off with our outside linebacker group. It's going to be Deshaun McKnight as linebacker number one out of Sumter. (laughs) Man, Sumter's defense was loaded this year. Congratulations to McKnight, though, out of Sumter. At number two, we got Jalen Snead out of Hilton Head. Highly touted guy in his class. Look for him to do big things next year and then continue on to the collegiate level. At OLB number three, out of North Central, we have Caleb Haven. Congratulations to Haven on a great season. 
At number four, we want to shout out Keyshawn Williams at Andrews. Good job this season. Inside linebacker team, this was pretty hard list to make, but at number one, we're going to put Camden, Camden Gray out of Chapman. At number two, we're going to put Gregory Johnson out of Northwestern. And number three is going to be Paul Davis out of Spring Valley. Congratulations to our three middle linebacker selections. And uh, congratulations to Camden on his commitment to Walford and uh, Gregory on his signing with Army. Congratulations to those guys. Our DB list is going to be DB corner, so this is our corners team. At number one, we had to do it. We put Jaden Lucas out of Malden. Just He's an absolute stud. You have to put him at number one. He's a so. five-star guy. I mean, what else can you say? Uh, number two, we got Nikilius Johnson out of West Florence. What a stud he's been all season as well. VT commit. Number three, we have Jordan Mahoney out of South Point. Congratulations to Jordan Mahoney. At number four, we got Jordan Burrell, the brother of Joshua Burrell, who we mentioned earlier, out of Blythewood. Great season. Number five, we have Joseph Burns out of Camden. Congratulations to Burns out of Camden. And next up, we got Uriah West at six out of River Bluff. He had a great season as well. John Javis out of Spring Valley. Congratulations to Javis on a great season at Spring Valley and a great career at Spring Valley as well. Another Blue Ridge guy. We got Jeremiah Mayfield. He had a great season, lockdown corner. Very surprised. He's a little undersized. Very surprising coming out of Blue Ridge. They had two players that absolutely dominated this season. Number nine, we have Ja Martin out of Burns. Congratulations to Ja Martin. He's going to do big things at the next level out of Burns. Next up and lastly for the corners, we have Trace Danley out of Dutch Fork. What a season he had. Our safety team, this is also a very competitive safety team. At number one, we're going to have Caden Sullivan out of Bowling Springs. Upstate commit. At number two, we got Dre Pickney, the Coastal Carolina commit, also out of Bowling Springs. Deuce Caldwell is going to be number three out of Malden. Malden had a stacked secondary this year. Congratulations to Deuce. And at number four, the East Carolina commit, Cruz Temple from Abbeville. Our kicker team, William Joyce, kicker number one out of Spartanburg High School. And at number two, Evan Mancuso out of Blue Ridge. Congratulations to those two kickers. At punter, we're going to have Zane Smith at punter number one out of North Myrtle. And Drew Stevenson out of North Augusta as our second punter. Coach of the year, Dustin Curtis at AC Flora. What a season he had. His second season AC Flora, and he led him to a 4A state title this year. Congratulations to Curtis and AC Flora. And number two, we're going to have Joe Call out of Oceanside Collegiate. He's had a stacked career at Oceanside Collegiate, and congratulations to Call and Oceanside Collegiate. At number three, Clay Lewis out of Chesney. This is a Chesney team who lost to Blue Ridge last year. Come out this year and absolutely dominate. Look for this team to do big things. Our most improved teams from one to three. At number one, we had to put Chesney Eagles at number yeah, one. They, they just had a climb. great season this year. At number two, North Myrtle. They just absolutely dominated this season and went on to beat our rival Myrtle Beach not once but twice. Number three, we're going to put Northwestern. They had a great run in the 5A playoffs this year. Congratulations to Northwestern. Most disappointing teams this year. Number one, we had to go with Dillon as they were seen as a state title contender. Number two, another State title contender for 5A that everybody thought was going to make some noise, but that would be Burns. They just had a disappointing season. But look for them to bounce back next year. And at number three, Greenville, same with them. They got their their junior heavies. Look for them to have a decent season next year. But they really disappointed with Pro Mathis at quarterback, that offensive line they had. We really expected a little more this year. Lightning in a bottle, the team who just caught the perfect stride. Number one, we got Camden, a senior heavy team. And they absolutely dominated this season with a signature win over Burns High School. 
Number two, we also have a senior heavy team. That is going to be Sumter. They also had one of the best defensive line groups in the state. So Sumter is going to be our number two lightning in the bottle team. And the number three was Irmo. They just came out and had a season. Congratulations. Birdie and the Cowboys, Mr. South Carolina football. We're giving this to just who needs to be Mr. South Carolina other than Tyrion Ingram Dawkins because he's going to run, with, run away with the award every time. We're going to put Justice Boone out of Sumter. He's a Florida commit. He's a four-star. The man's a beast. He had five sacks this year. And I wouldn't even say just because of uh, Taron Ingram running away with the rest of them. He had that kind of season. Uh, he's very overlooked because of Ingram Dawkins. Most improved player this year is Jalel Dean out of Palmetto. He went out and done big things. DB. And he's a wide receiver DB. Congratulations to Jalel Dean. I watched him play in person. He's an absolute monster. Top dog award, which is our best overall player. Regardless a, of class. Regardless of class, we're going to have to put Jaden Lucas, the five-star corner out of Malden. Our hog award, the big boy award, Trexton Black out of Keenan. We're talking 6'4", 340, defensive tackle. He came out there and showed why the big guys are still needed in today's game. The Shell Award, which is our Offensive Lineman of the Year. We got the Shell Award from one of the best Offensive Lineman commits out of South Carolina in the history. And we're going to give Eli Henderson the Shell Award out of Burns. He's 6'4", 290. He's an Arkansas commit. He also had offers from uh, Georgia, Arizona State as well. So Eli Henderson is going to do big things on the, on the next level. And the Clowney Award for the D Lineman of the Year goes to Terrian Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, the 6'6", 310-pounder. He's a UGA commit. Also had offers from Bama, Carolina, and LSU. So that's going to be our state team of the year. Congratulations to all of our members of the state team. Let's go ahead and move on to some college football news. So, Jalen, we're going to start off with Sarkeesian heading to Texas. How do you feel about this move? By, uh, te- by Texas, a good move by Texas. I'll tell you, I think it's a good move to just – make the program there again, relevant again. He's not going to lose these Texas kids. Oklahoma, Alabama, Texas A&M, forget about it. Sark's about to build the Great Wall of Texas around Austin, around the whole state of Texas. And, I mean, it's going to be tough to steal kids from Sark. But I don't know that Sark's any better of a ball coach than Tom Herman. Has Tom Herman absolutely done big-time things at Texas? So you were kind of surprised by the Tom Herman firing. Kind of surprised that you fired Tom Herman for Sark. If it's for Urban Meyer, I could see it. But for Sark, I think on a coaching standpoint, they're about even. As an OC, Sark's the best in the business. As a coach, he's that B-grade guy. Also, some more Texas coaching news. They offered Will Will Muschamp to come back to Texas as their D coordinator, and Muschamp declined. So what do you think Muschamp's going to do? If he declined Texas, he obviously got something in mind that he's wanting to do. Well, do you think he's on his way to the Bama Rehabilitation Center? Could be. He worked for Nick Saban before. Nick Saban absolutely loved him. More Texas coaching stuff. Uh, Texas is looking to bring Coach Kyle Flood from Alabama, the O-line coach who just led his group to the Joe Moore Award. He's uh, looking – Sark's looking to make him OC and O-line coach at Texas, which would be huge to watch because if he can do it, that's going to absolutely be big time for Texas as they build a steady O-line. Then also we got A.J. Mulkey, Alabama's analysis – and uh, he just took the OC job down at uh, South Alabama, I'm pretty sure. But uh, Sark's offering him the QB coach job. Look out for that as well. Then also look for uh, Jeff Banks, Alabama's tight end coach, to maybe transition back to the state of Texas where he's a Texas man. Uh, look for him to potentially go there if they offer him the role he's looking for. So uh, Sark can build a monster staff out there. And we'll love to see where Alabama leans OC-wise. Well, as an Alabama fan, I'll go ahead and tell you, I want Jeff Libby out of Ole Miss. Shares play calling duties with uh, 
Lane Kiffin. That's my number one guy on the board. Not just because of Ole Miss's offense this year, because uh, he's been taught by the best in the business. Plus, he's in his 30s. He's a young guy, not looking to jump right into a head coaching job. Bring in Libby as well as uh, Pete Golden and raise the young guys up to be studs. We know Nick Saban, if anybody can do it. But my number two guy will be uh, Art Browse. I'd love to see him make the trek on up. That'll be big time. Or Kendall Browse, the Arkansas OC. That'll, that'll be big time as well. Uh, um, next up, I'd probably say I'm hearing a lot of smoke about the uh, – uh, Texans former coach Bill O'Brien coming. That'd be a good hire, but I just don't know that's the home run hire you want because he's a two-year, one-to-two-year rental guy. I just don't think Nick Saban wants to continue bringing in these one-to-two-year rental guys. I mean, you got to think, they tried to keep Sark longer because uh, he was. they offered him the coach and waiting contract, but Texas was just a bigger job and he couldn't pass up. So really what you're saying is Pretty much this next Alabama hire is going to be their next head coach. That's probably what Alabama's AD is. I don't know. Is, is I that think, what he's thinking? I don't think that's what we're thinking right now. I think that was the thought with Sark because at Alabama, Sark had already had everything established. He'd be bringing in top recruits. So he was a good enough coach to be able to win a natty with Alabama. What I said about him being a B-minus coach at Texas is simply because Texas he's building from the ground up. We know he, he can recruit, but – he doesn't have that tradition at Texas. At Alabama, he would have been the guy. At Texas, he's got one to two years, and I think Texas is a five-year rebuild. And the boosters are ready to get rid of you at Texas. We've seen it with Charlie Strong. We've seen it with all the guys. I mean, Texas is a one to two-year job before you really that decides your fate the first two years. A lot of drama going on at Texas where they're trying to steal basically Alabama's coaching staff. But congratulations to Texas on hiring Sark. That was a great hire by the Texas Athletic Director. Next up, we'd, uh, we have to talk about Georgia Bulldogs and their transfer portal issues. They have a ton of players that have not entered yet but are looking to enter. What's your thoughts on this Georgia team for next season? Are they a 2021 contender at all? With all the smoke we're hearing about guys looking to leave, I'm a little bit worried about Georgia considering what they're they're bringing in a nice class, but it's not a Georgia, normal Georgia class. It's not the number one rated class in the nation, and it won't be because Ohio State and Alabama have just killed this cycle. But we've seen a lot of guys talking about leaving. They just lost Jermaine Johnson, who was supposed to be their starting inside linebacker. We're just going to have to wait and see who all decides to come back. But right now, I, right now, I'm taking Georgia, playing Clemson close to start next year as both teams will be in basically a rebuild. Although Georgia will have the quarterback advantage. You know I love DJ, but JT Daniels has just done it at Georgia longer than DJ has been able to do it at Clemson. So, uh, right They're now. They also have an advantage on the defensive on line. The defensive side. Have a, uh, Georgia has a senior defensive tackle coming back next year. He said he has unfinished business. Yeah, uh, Georgia's, de- Georgia's defense is going to be head and shoulders above Clemson's. It don't matter who they have, who they develop, it don't matter. Georgia's defense is that good every year. Uh, so I will say right now, I would say Georgia's top five team in the nation next year. They'll also have the running back advantage as well because James Cook has announced that he will come back. We're just waiting on Zamir Watt. But still, either way, you're going to have Kendall Milton. He was a freshman last year. He's going to be a, a great running back at the University of Georgia. And Dawan Edwards as well. Let's go ahead and talk about that while we're thinking about it. Uh, next year's top five teams. To start the year? Start the year. Well, they're gonna, it's going to be Alabama at one, Ohio State two. They'll Clemson will probably start out at number three, but they will definitely not finish three. They might not even finish top five next year. Um, 
They might have to start Georgia at four next year. You could also throw in, I mean, there's tons of teams you could throw in for the top five. Well, what I'm saying about to say is going to be controversial. I already know that. At number one for next football season, I have, you ready for it? Mm-hmm. You ready for it? The Texas A&M Aggies. Kellen Mond supposedly coming back. They're not losing much at all. They've had a dang good season this year. They're going to end this year at number three. Alabama's losing a lot. Ohio State's losing a lot. I think you might see Texas A&M start the year at number one. It's not. It's happened before in Alabama and during the Alabama dynasty with Johnny Manziel was at Texas A&M. I'm not saying Calamon's Johnny Manziel. My name means, but he'll be a fifth-year senior starting. I mean, and what what we're seeing against North Carolina, they have three running backs who are monsters. So I would say Texas A&M at one, at number two, Bama, number three, Ohio State, number four, Georgia, and number five is where I'm really going to shock everybody. Indiana. Number six, Okie. Number seven, Clemson and eight, Ohio State. Indiana is going to be a solid ball team next year. That's one thing we have to talk about. The Big Ten is going to be up for grabs next year between Ohio State and Indiana. Indiana might come away. They'll have Penix back. Ohio State won't have Justin Fields. So basically what you're saying is Penix is going to be the best quarterback in the Big Ten next year. I mean, I'm big on Indiana this year. Is Penix a Heisman favorite for next year? I think he is. I think you got to throw him up there. I think uh, my favorite is Spencer Rattler or Bryce Young right now, but you got to look at it. JT Daniels could be in that conversation yeah, as well if they have a good season. DJ could be in that conversation. One thing we failed to mention about George is they George Pickens is going to be returning, which he can. He's proven that he can be one of the best receivers in college football when he wants to. That's well, the problem. Let's talk about George Pickens since you bring him up. What he wants to is not even an adequate statement. It's whenever he's got his head out of his rear end. He can be one of the best wide receivers in the nation. George Pickens, he trouble just seems to follow him every step he takes. I'd like to see, and that's been and that's been the case at Georgia for many years. I'm not saying that in any offense, but we know what Steve Spurrier once said. Love playing George early in the year because you know four or five starters are going to be out. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's been a problem at Georgia for years now. But uh, I think uh, if he can straighten it up. He could be the maybe the best receiver in the country next year if Jalen Waddle doesn't return to Alabama. That is true. All right. With that being said, is Jalen Waddle going to return or is he going to stay? He wants a natty. Is he going to return? Is he going to go? He wants a natty before he leaves. I've heard people say it both ways. In my opinion, he's gone. But if he stays, I will tell you this: Charleston Rambo's in the portal. Eric Gilbert's in the portal. They're looking at Alabama, saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! All these guys are leaving." Jaleel Billingsley is the only star that will be at Alabama next year if Jalen Waddle does go pro, but even if he doesn't. Okay, let's just talk about this. Jalen Waddle, Charleston Rambo, two speedsters. And then you run a two tight end set with Arik Gilbert and Jaleel Billingsley. That would be nasty. And then also you got to think about Christian Leary and JoJo Earl, the two fastest high school players in the nation who are both pinned to Alabama. Look at the speed on that team with those four, Charleston Rambo, Waddle on those two. But that's a far shot at happening, but I've heard it talked about. That's just a far shot for me, though. I think uh, next year you're going to see Joel Billingsley lead this Alabama receiving court and John Mechie. And uh, watch out for Javon Baker, the freshman this year out of Georgia. Uh, Jalen Wall's pretty much gone. I think he plays in the natty and then goes pro. All righty, and this is breaking news. This is our Heisman Award reaction. This is going to round out the episode. Did I give it to Devontae Smith, the first receiver since Desmond Howard to win the award. He had to beat Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson, and Kyle Trask, of course, out of Florida. Congratulations to Devontae Smith. What's your thoughts? Well, first off, let's give a hearty roll tide, baby. Uh, But next up, what we have to talk about is 
How does Trevor Lawrence finish second in the voting over Mac Attack Jones? The Joker dominates this season. Trevor's a big name, but I said this a lot working up to this. I said, I'm afraid Devonta and Mac are going to cancel each other out and Trevor's going to sneak his way into the Heisman. We can't say enough about Devonta, the Slim Reaper, for winning this year. Look at what he's done and the amount of games he played. He's about to break Jamar Chase's record if he has a big natty. So, and Jamar did it in 15 games. That, that's that's all I got to say. I mean, the dude's an absolute stud. There's no wide receiver more deserving of the award than him. But uh, that's really my only reaction is how does Trevor finish above Mac uh, after the season Max had versus the season Trevor's had? What's your reaction? I think it's just a who goes where and what your name is. If your name is Trevor Lawrence, you're going to finish second if you don't win. So. But, I mean, you, you can't overlook Trevor Lawrence. He is a great quarterback. Yeah, he's he's going to be a great quarterback at the next if, level. Yeah, he will. But if we're looking at this season, sure. If they're looking at last season, give it to Trevor Lawrence over Mac Jones. Mac Jones but was this a season, Mac Jones was absolutely off the chain. He was out is, of his mind. One thing we have to – is Mac Jones coming back or is he is – he Mac leaving? Jones has to go. Bryce Young, he's done his time. We've known Saban. He's never pushed a player out, but he tells players, hey, look. It's your time to go. Your draft stock's not going to be higher. Mac's not going to improve his athleticism next year. Go. He's better than Kyle Trask. So he's going to be a late round. I'll he's probably him. a seventh round, sixth round, maybe no, fifth. No, I think he's a first-round quarterback. You think he's going to be a first-round quarterback? I've seen it in mock drafts, and I think he is a first-round quarterback. I like him with the Saints. Okay, okay. The I'll Broncos like are the also going to be looking for a quarterback uh, as well. I think the Broncos draft a little too early. That's They're going to be in the Justin Fields. What's left over between Justin Fields and uh, Trey Lance and uh, Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. They're going to be in that range. I think Mac Jones sneaks in there as the late first-round pick. If JT Daniels goes pro, he could slime his way into that late JT first, Daniels made his second. announcement. He's coming Stand, back. He's coming back. As right. well as James, uh, James right. Cook for Georgia. So, JT Daniels and James Cook are a lock 